I'm Caleb. I'm Haley. And I'm having coffee, coffee with my, my ex. It's been a long time since we sat down in this chair. Well, not so much for them. Oh my gosh, this coffee's awful today. Oh no. We've been, I don't know what's been happening, but with our Breville, it's been like sour. Well, Cameron just cleaned it. Maybe it, like there's some like leftover residue of the cleaner. cleaner in my coffee. Mmm, love toxins. It might also <laughs> be um, like a light roast. Because I think I'll, like we bought a light roast pack, mm-hmm. and I also hate light roast, so that might be it. But this is gross. I feel like it shouldn't be gross. I love light roast. I love it so much. Oh, relax. Literally, no, relax. It's so bad. So this past week was Caleb's birthday, and he went to Palm Springs. And tell us about your vacay. Um, it was great. We stayed at the the Kempton, which is my favorite place. Cameron, I've still I've never stayed there. Oh yeah, I've only stayed in houses. I mean, it's when you're with people, <laughs> it's much better to just get, get a, house. a house. But if like you're just like with like your person, yeah. then yeah. Cameron really wanted to get a house this time, and I was like, I don't. It's just that's a lot for me, just with two people because yeah. I want you. I want someone to come in and do my laundry. I want them to clean the room, especially for like up. a weekend stay. Yeah, I don't want to be like, oh, just we're like stuck in the house because then I would just watch TV the whole time. If it's just the two of us. Yeah. So anyways, we went to Palm Springs, um, stayed at the Kempton. We got a really nice room, or it, I guess I should say it was really expensive. <laughs> it was like $1,000 a night. Oh, my God. Did you get it for free? No. <gasps> no, full price. And that's like, we usually pay like 400 a night or something. So this was like balling out for my birthday. And it was, I liked the other room better. That was like much cheaper. What? This had like glass all around, which First is really all, cool. I didn't know rooms in Palm Springs can go for that much. Um, their nicest one is three thousand. No, what? No, 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 eighteen hundred. I get like it's Palm Springs, but it's not like Fiji. It was. <laughs> it was. It was a really small room too. You and got it, ripped off. And it was like a king bed suite, and it was a queen bed. <gasps> they put a queen bed in there. The TV, like the bed, was like here. The this TV was on the side problems. of the wall. <laughs> white people shit (laughs) it's just like for that oh no for that much money it was a lot but i still like love the experience we were at the we stayed at the pool like Mm -hmm. the high top if you don't know palm springs has like no tall buildings yeah and so this is like the only building that was allowed to be the rooftop that i've been to is that the kenton rooftop okay and so it's a we talk about palm springs all the time we do it's in the center of downtown and it's got this gorgeous rooftop and so we just stayed at the pool all day drink aperol spritz Went to our favorite place, our favorite restaurants, the Tropical. Mm-hmm. It was packed. Like, the whole city was packed. Yeah. And, I mean, everyone's, like, masked up. It's really safe, but... It's still, like, a lot. I mean, I feel like I've been seeing on the news, like, how much people are traveling right now. They just shut, like, Miami over down. over it. Yeah. And all, like, every time you pass someone, you'd heard them be like, I'm, I'm got to get the vaccine next week. Like, I'm about to be vaccinated. <laughs> We're all dying to get everyone vaccinated. Wants the vaccine. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone from home is texting me, like, please don't get the vaccine. My friend's friend's mom killed over for no reason from it. Mark of the beast. The exact... <laughs> you know what? I actually have not heard that from my very religious family. That's good. Yeah. Because it's not reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Mark of the Beast would. What else? People they are saying that, like, though. They are? Oh, yeah. What? Are you Are you kidding me? That's like the perfect like scenario in which to say that. Okay. But isn't, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, religious listeners, I was taught that the Mark of the Beast was something that in, oh, God. In like like when the world is ending, you have the choice to either get the mark or not get the mark. But if you get the mark, you're going straight to hell. But if you don't get the mark, then you're or but if you do get the mark, you are also allowed to access like grocery stores, food, supplies. But if you don't get it, 
you still have a chance to get into heaven, but you can't have access to anything. This is a this is above my head. And now I'm thinking like, <laughs> like we would have to know. They'd have to be like Pfizer slash Mark of the Beast. <laughs> they, can't, they can't just give it to you. Be like that was the mark. Oh, that Mark of the Beast we're talking about. That was that. <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> See that, and that gives me so much anxiety because I'm like, what if that was it? But people no. also said that about credit cards. Oh, my God. They've said it about so many things. But it, I think the true mark of the beast is your social security number. I think it's your Instagram. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that is a mark I do not want Jesus to see. It's the blue check mark. <laughs> oh, no. It gives me access to the world. Yeah, it does. But not, not heaven. to the Lord. All right. Moving on. <laughs> um... Is that it? Is that all we have to well, say? Well, now, because that kind of brought me in. Now I'm in a spiral. I'm trying to just, like, go through Taylor scripture. Taylor has his nails painted. I do have my nails painted black. And I love it. Thank it's, you. It's, it's, I feel like I, I love the nails being painted. I don't know if black, I mean, obviously you do you if that's how you're feeling today. But I would, I assumed you would do, like, an aqua. Oh, see, I just feel like, I, I don't know, black felt more masculine. And I, like, I wasn't trying to be, like. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I just want it to be like subtle, subtle, subtle. <laughs> I was feeling edgy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you look edgy today. Yeah. I told him I was watching him turn into like his final form. Like yeah. he's growing up right before my eyes. Yeah. My growing boy. Your growing boy. <laughs> no, um, I was really excited about it. Um, I got I, I walked in to the nail salon and we had an appointment. And yeah. so we walked in like 3 p.m. There's this other lady who walked in five minutes before. And so we walked in and. The manager was like, um, excuse me, like, miss, like, you can't just walk in. Like, you have to have an appointment. She sits down at the place we're supposed to be getting our manicure. And she takes her mask off when it's everyone has to have their mask on. And mm. she said, I'm getting my nails done. They'll have to come back later. And meanwhile, her lips are as big as Miss Piggy. Like, she looks <laughs> her, she, I mean, she's filled to the so gods. So she said that about you guys? Yeah. They'll, they'll have to do it later? Yeah. She told, uh, the, the lady who came in was like, no, these guys have to come in later. And the manager's like, they have an appointment. She's like, I'm getting my nails done. And then oh. she, like, the girl who was giving her a manicure was like, can you tell the manager to shut her mouth? <gasps> oh, my God. I would have cried. And I was just like, <laughs> I'll wait. Like, if you want Cruella to get her nails done, like, that's fine. But it was just like the audacity and it just it was just frustrating. It was very a lot of entitlement. But I mean, otherwise, that was a great experience. I think I'm going to start doing my having a Manny and Petty yeah, regularly. Yeah, it we should go. It's relaxing. It's everything. But it's, it's like a two hour event. No, no, no. That's why like I've had to stop like going. I don't get my nails done. It's not like, like a Tuesday. But I've done that before and <laughs> I've regretted it. Like I sometimes like the last time I got my nails done, I spent I'm not getting three and a half hours there getting my nails done. And I'm just like, it's just really hard to spend that time. That's why I'm not doing my lashes anymore. It's just really hard to sit still. See, I could just go. I'm on my phone and it feels so good. Although they do. And whenever I get a manicure pedicure, I'm like, I want the deluxe ultra mega package. Me too. Bitch, you scrub my legs. I want you to put wax on my feet. So (laughs) they... When they do the pedicure, they have, like, the uh, cheese grater yeah. that they use for your tickle, feet. Tickle, tickle. Tickle, tickle. I almost kicked her in the fucking face. <laughs> I lost my mind. It tickles mm-hmm. so bad. And the thing that annoys me is because my mom, when she gets she's, manicures. I've seen it. She is dramatic. She's, she acts like she's a like, kid. She's like, ah, 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 tickle. 
but I was doing that, but I was holding it all in. It was like a sneeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so you like, had to twitch a little it bit. It was still happening, but just like silently. And so I was just like twitching. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was miserable. I literally like Cameron was sitting over there and I was like tapping him and trying to like just <laughs> distract myself. I would rather have gotten lip filler. Oh my God, relax. <sighs> I was trying. <laughs> um. What else exciting? You know what's so weird, too? On the way back, I could feel like Cameron is a different human being in Palm Springs. You can feel him kind of, like, coming, like, back His, to who he is. He he is nicer, kinder, gentler, more optimistic about life, <laughs> more affectionate, and it's confusing. Like, and on the drive home, it, like, slowly fades no, away. But no, but I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, a couple miles in, I was like, wait, I'm feeling something, and then, like, 10 miles in, I was like, Cameron, this is, it's happening. Like, can we get a grip on it? And by the time we were home, it was over. Oh, my God. It was over. God. But then he's coming back. Um, Something else we did, and I won't take up too much of your time on your podcast. On my podcast? <laughs> I just am really dominating this for no reason. And I hate this coffee. Um, We started two days ago playing Pokemon Go again. Mm-hmm. We can't stop. Like, we, st- we downloaded it for no reason, and then... It is the most addicting app. The it minute is. you catch a Pokemon, there's something else to do. Another blue thing to spend. Remember the summer of 2016? I do. And you know that now, any Pokemon that you caught within the first two months of twenty of the game releasing in 2016 are automatically like super lucky like mega Pokemon. And so like the few that we caught, automatic you get like all these more points so is who's is like is it a popular game still yes and well as soon as i put it in my story dan was like friend code kyle and lee were like friend code anna glitter and lasers friend code huh and they're all like much higher level than i because (laughs) apparently say more followers here's what's (laughs) here's here's what confuses me kyle and kyle and leroy are probably the busiest people i've ever met in my life yeah and they I believe I saw that Kyle has That's what I don't get. Like, how? who is having this time to play Pokemon Go? <laughs> it said he's caught over, like, 25,000 Pokemon. I want to know. <laughs> when I picture... Okay, so now when I picture Kyle, I just picture him, like, in his free time when he's not dancing. I picture him on Clubhouse. <laughs> only how does he have time? <laughs> he's Clubhousing, Pokemon Going, and choreographing for Blackpink at the at same the time. Same <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, he'll never see that. That's so funny. I don't get it. But um, (laughs) Allison redownloaded it, but she's kind of overwhelmed, but it's just kind of another thing that the three of us are going to have. No, she texted me. Oh. And she said, help, they came back home and they're only talking in Pokemon Go language. Yes. And I said, LOL, why are they so annoying? I said, I don't know. (laughs) I said, they're actually just a couple of toddlers running around parroting whatever newest words they just learned. If it's not RuPaul, it's Pokemon Go, then tomorrow it'll be something else. (laughs) (laughs) That's mean. <laughs> I couldn't wait to tell you. I thought it was so funny. Because it's true. It's true. You got to face the facts. That is so <laughs> rude. First of all, RuPaul is my culture. <laughs> Second of all, I was a pokemon before Go was even a thing. Okay. And I've been playing Shield. I'm about to cl- complete my deck since you want to bring it up. I'm <laughs> at like 317 out of 400. So you brought it up. let's not even bring it up. We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, my God. What is the topic? I, <laughs> we, there, we have, this is still us catching up. <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked to you in You weeks. haven't. What have you done? I've, been, I've just been just doing me. <laughs> 
Oh, Allison and I, Allison and I went to um, Koreatown. She told me it had a great day. And we had a marvelous time. We went to try um, the Korean hot dog, like the Korean like corn dog, I guess. I don't really know like if it's a hot dog or a corn dog, but it's like, it is a, it is, I think maybe a corn flour. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so we got some of those and it was delicious. Just like think of like a, like an extra large mozzarella stick. Um, so that was really good. And then, but we, we were at this Korean mall and it was so, so cute. And there was all kinds of good like food. And so we went there expecting to just get like a corn dog and leave. Mm-hmm. And we were like, no, we're not done yet. And so then, <laughs> so we took a few bites of that and we're like, okay, on to the next. We went to this, this bakery <laughs> And we were like, we got a coffee and a few like macaroons. And this bakery is like kind of it's based in Korea. But it was like it was a very like normal bakery with a few like fun, like Korean things in there. Um, but we got it. We just got a few macaroons and they were delicious. And we had our coffee. And then we we're like, mm, that was great. On to the next. And then we <laughs> and then we went to this ice cream shop. That had the ube flavor. Oh, yeah. Or, I don't know how to pronounce the it. Ube, whatever that ube, is. I don't know. I see um, Cassie talk about it yeah. all the time. It's like that purple. I didn't even know what the flavor actually was, but I was just dying to try it. And we got the ube mixed with Oreo, and it was delightful. Wow. Apparently, the flavor is just sweet. It's like it's ube is a yam. Yam, yeah. I didn't know that. It, and it, I, and is, I tasted it. purple sweet it. potato? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tasted it not knowing what it was. And I was like, it just tastes like vanilla. And it does taste like hmm. vanilla. It tastes really, really good. It tastes better than vanilla, but it's like vanilla elevated. And it was delicious. And then from there, we went. <laughs> that was the end of our food tour. And then we went to um, the, they had like a music store mm-hmm. just full of like K-pop stuff. And it was really interesting, like the way that. I mean, like, the whole, like, top shelf of the place were just full of each individual's group. Like, each group has, like, their own set of things. So, like, but, like, every group has it. So, like, they all have these, these, like, light wands that you, like, they can take to the concerts. Or if they do, like, an online concert, it it connects to the light wand. And they each have, like, their own particular one. And I'm not kidding. There's probably 100. And, like, each one has their own of that, and then each one has their own of this, and each one has their own of that. Like, it was just, like, interesting to see how, like, a hundred different K-pop groups kind of funnel all through the same, like, merchandise, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting. And then we went to the beauty store and uh, the mall, which Korean is obviously, like, known, or Korea is known for, like, their beauty stuff or whatever. And the store was lit. And that is it. I had a great day. <laughs> um, speaking of, Allison told me yesterday, she said, so Haley told me to get this moisturizer. And I was really excited about it. And then I got to the counter and she's like, it was $49. Oh, I know. And she said, I almost put it back. Like she, <laughs> I said, she was like sweating. She told, she told me that. And I was like, you know what? You're welcome. Honestly, you're welcome. You, someone needed to push you. She, she was devastated like she's not gonna eat the rest of the week (laughs) (laughs) like she's gonna figure out how to make that back (laughs) are you literally kidding me she's insane devastated because you're talking about how she's using like not even like a neutrogena which nothing's wrong neutrogena she's using a knockoff neutrogena she's using a meyer brand neutrogena moisturizer (laughs) and we're just like okay allison it's just like just elevate just try she and her mind is one week away from skid row i know she really does feel that way 
She's crazy. <laughs> she is crazy. Um, I just realized that I'm ugly, so I need to change this angle. Right. Okay, so today we asked everyone on our Instagram, which if you aren't following on, uh, if you aren't following us on Instagram, please do so. Get us a 10k. We're so close. It's at Coffee with My Ex. Please follow us. <laughs> And we asked you guys, um, this is kind of like a part two of our advice. What did we call it? No, what was it called? Did we make a name yet? Ask us. <laughs> Super creative. Ask us questions. <laughs> it's the ASQ. I Wait. Can't. AS. <laughs> We're really stupid. Um... We asked you guys to send in some questions, like advice that you wanted us. What? Not a bad polka stop. Stop! We're 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 shooting a <gasps> podcast. There is literally okay, but there's five, okay, okay. <laughs> Throw your phone away. <laughs> <laughs> You're psycho. We asked you guys if you wanted our advice on anything. We asked you guys. So. Oh well, I look, guess I can't look at the questions. Get your phone. I'm already mic'd in. I don't. I hate being in control of every single question asked. <laughs> You're locked in. All right. So the first question we have is someone wanting to know Roxy H nine four. She said, "Getting our first house slash apartment together. Advice wow. on that." Which, congrats. That's amazing. Who, wait, who's getting their first house apartment together? Roxy H94. What? Like her, like who? Her, like her I'm guessing her and her significant other. What would be your advice on getting your first apartment with your person? Um, I think be ready to compromise and... It's, a, I think, a big ex exploratory period. I think that it's – you'll figure out really fast if you're meant to be with someone or not based on how you, like, live together. Yeah. And so it's, I think, just a really important step to take. And I think if you're nervous or scared, I think there will be bumps and there will be ways that your lives don't really align and match up together. But I think that if you're both willing to just, like, learn and figure out how to – enmesh your lives I think you'll it'll really work out yeah I think that I think just being prepared to have kind of like the growing pains like you're gonna fight about things that you probably haven't before oh yeah you're gonna be annoyed about things that you haven't necessarily before and it's gonna be like a it is it's just it's a different like going on dates and like hanging out at someone at your boyfriend girlfriend's house is it's very different because like you whenever you're living together you have to kind of set the boundary of like we're act this is like our us time like we're hanging out right now mm -hmm. and then there's like the time where you're like around like doing stuff and you're really just like coexisting so and it's weird because you're just so used to that like hanging out mm -hmm. and so it it can like when you first move in together you want it to be like fun like every day is like a hangout day and then you quickly realize like that's not sustainable that's not it, yeah and um i think it's just like patience and giving the time and the grace for the growing pains because like it's sounds fun in theory and it will be eventually like you'll get to that point and it is like fun it's exciting mm -hmm. but it's also 
hard. Yeah, yeah. But it, that's like fine. That's normal. Mm-hmm. How to tell my mom I'm moving to California without breaking her heart? Tell her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I th- no. I I can. I feel like we can empathize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I mean, whenever you told your mom you're moving to California, what did she say? Well, it's a different dynamic. I think everyone has different relationships. So if this person's really like close with their mom, like my mom. And I, I mean, I went to college. I never came back. So yeah. she was, she was used to that. <laughs> Same. When I told my mom I was moving to California and she was like, yeah, like, good, go see you later. <laughs> it depends also on the dynamic. Like if, is there, is it distance? That's the issue. Is it the idea of California or like. It's probably, yeah, it could be it. We need more context. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. But I can understand like that could be hard, especially just. Obviously, if she's like, don't, she doesn't want to break her heart, I'm sure they're like close. And I'm sure, like, obviously, any mom who cares about their child would worry about their kid moving so far away, yeah. moving to California, which, like, obviously gets a bad rep in a lot of ways. And I can understand that being scary. But at the same time, I think just letting her know that it's, if you are an adult, you're your own person, and like, mm-hmm. you just like are need to go explore or whatever. I think that in time she'll understand. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. I mean, it's your it's your mom, and if you guys have a good relationship and you truly love each other, then she'll be so happy for you. And yes, it'll be hard, and she might be sad, of course, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go or you shouldn't follow your dreams because then kind of staying where you are gives you that immediate gratification of like family happiness. But mm-hmm. then that kind of overarching did I fulfill my purpose in life? Is this really what I was supposed to do? That will never kind of leave you. And I think that would be more detrimental than just like a temporary, oh, I'm really sad that I'm away from home. Yeah. How to deal with long distance friendships. I think this is interesting. It is interesting. Um, Me personally, I feel like it's been really difficult for me. And I think that the friends that I'm meant to be friends with, I kind of always will. But understanding that, as you evolve and grow in life, your relationship dynamics will change. And I was just talking to Cameron about this the other day. I was like, some of my closest friends that I thought I was going to be friends with forever, I barely talk to. Mm-hmm. And I still, it's weird because I consider them really good friends and I know I could call them whenever. Mm-hmm. But they're not a part of my daily life. I don't talk to them regularly. And it just, it's weird how. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What? I have. Speaking of friends far away, Margo started a new job today. And she texts me every time something new happens to me. <laughs> She's like, have a good first doing oh. this. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I felt so bad just now. Well, now she literally just te- We were like literally just, I just sent her something and I had no idea. Uh- <laughs> I was like, oh, well, sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's weird. I was just I was just talking to Karen about that, and it's it's not bad. And I don't think that you should pressure yourself also to devote too much time mm-hmm. to old relationships. Like, obviously, if you want to, like, I think it's super important to keep in touch. And I feel like you're really close with your friend group back home. Yeah. Um, but I, I just feel like I've made kind of more connections here now, and it's weird that my go-to friend groups are n- newer, mm-hmm. aside from like you and Allison, and so it's. It's weird because I feel guilty about it. I'm like, I feel like my old friends should be here. I should be mm-hmm. calling them more. But like, people are in your life for seasons, and a and they play big roles, and then maybe they play supporting roles, and it's just it's okay if that shifts. 
Yeah, I think 100%. Like, I, I think that as people, I mean, even with my own friend group, they're like, everyone's like getting married. Everyone's like having kids. Like, my friend group back home and like, and like, I just, that's just how life works. Like, you, because of that, they have their own families, their own priorities. And mm-hmm. so, like, one day, like, I know that we're not going to be as close. And I think, but that doesn't mean, like, I love them any less yeah. or feel any less love from them. I just think that that's just, like, a part of life. And like then, like, your best friends become, like, your family that you yeah. have. And so, like, I don't know. I think that's completely normal. I think that I obviously try i spend a lot more of my energy like maintaining those friendships back home but i really i don't know they're i feel like they've they've just been my people forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) was it weird that was an interesting point you brought up um going back home and sarah is the first friend of yours that had a child yeah was that dynamic any different no it wasn't different i think that the folk the focus like what we talk about is so different Mm -hmm. and i think that's with any of like your friends whenever you grow up yeah like i'm talking about we're talking about like her baby you yeah. know what i mean like oh, that's all i want to talk about yeah, yeah. that's it <laughs> that's just what everyone that's what all, what everyone's talking about and i i enjoy it i think mm-hmm. that it's it makes life more more fun like you can't talk about the same things forever you know what i mean yep. like you can't we can't always talk about getting drunk at your college bar for the rest of your life you know what i mean like it's i like the fact that like even though sarah and i in particular we've been friends best friends for so long mm-hmm. like i consider her my family and i feel like we've grown like up so much and i don't know it's just like it's interesting to just create new memories mm-hmm. create new like milestones together yeah. and still like be close and have those like life stones, mm-hmm. life stones, life stones. What are they? What's it called? Milestones. We should sell those. <laughs> oh my gosh! What? I've got two. All right, same. Oh, I've got three. Shh. All right, All right. I'll just turn into a different podcast. Oh god. Um, <laughs> how to cope with emotional blackmail from your parents slash family? <laughs> um, I was, and again, I was just talking to my therapist about this, and it's interesting because I think that. So often, and I would say most often even, when your family is what you would say emotionally blackmailing you, it's out of a place of love, and it's love and fear. And Mm -hmm. that's how I think a lot of our families were raised, is you get the people you love to do what you want by scaring them into doing it. Mm -hmm. And so that's 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 how they were raised. That's how they were raised, and that's all they know. And and if, if... if you think about it back in the day especially like during great depression times when there before like the internet and everything like that it was still much more primal and about survival and it wasn't about how can you be your happiest it's what can you do it was about, there was no fulfillment no it was about how can i survive how can i how can my kids survive and also if a religious aspect is in it how can i get to heaven doing all of those things mm-hmm. and so we just look at the world very differently. And so the emotional blackmail, I think it's good that you recognize it because little things like little messages that just are little backhanded things like, Oh, I remember when you used to be so sweet and innocent or, um, it really hurts my feelings when you use these words, or I know that you could be so much better if you just didn't say this or do this, Mm -hmm. or it, it's just little things that it's like, I love you so much. And I, but this disappoints me Mm -hmm. or I love you so much, but you could be even better if you did this. 
And those kind of things are their way of getting you to try to be what they deem is your best self. But that isn't, might not be your best self. And that's mm-hmm. okay. But I think setting that boundary and not letting that fester and control you, because I think <laughs> that's something I've struggled with, is letting those comments bless you. <laughs> bless you. Um, oh, my God. I thought you were going to do it again. <laughs> um, I feel like I t- personally take on a lot of energy and whatever. If one person is like, are you okay? I'll immediately be like, am I okay? Yeah. What's going on? And I'll, so I think it's really easy, especially from people you love, to take on all of that um, emotional blackmail. But it's not valid. You're your own person. And it's it really is, at the end of the day, abusive mm-hmm. on their part. But I don't think they're trying to be abusive. But it is very emotionally abusive to have people love you, try to manipulate you and control you with their own um, beliefs and values. If they love you, they should let you be. And they can give you your opinion if you're like actually on the brink of death or harming yourself or others. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, you shouldn't. They shouldn't really be giving you a, like those kind of opinions that are more based on their own beliefs. Yeah. Amen. Good question. No, you have three. Just go. Oh. Um, is therapy worth the cost? Depends. <laughs> it literally depends. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: you can have a bad therapist, and it can be totally not worth it. I mean, I therapy is like dating, and I'm also I have really bad commitment issues where it's like I feel like I have to latch on to everybody until like they force me to leave. <laughs> like I with therapists, I don't want to disappoint them. I feel the same. And it was like my first therapist had to break up with me. <laughs> she had to quit her job. Was she like this isn't working? No, she just moved practices. Oh. And but I was thinking like I'm not getting anything out of this anymore. Yeah. And I think that's when you know. And it was just uh, the girl I found was through my insurance. And so it was like 45 bucks. And mm-hmm. so that was very worth it to me to go every two weeks. Yeah. Um, but still, like 45 bucks every two weeks, that's not cheap. Mm-hmm. But Plus, like what you're paying for your insurance. Yes. But the problem with therapy nationwide, really, is that therapists aren't incentivized to use insurance. Mm-hmm. So the ones who are like more... I don't want to say qualified, but like more trained, more experienced will almost always be out of network Yeah, because they're like, wait, I'm a bomb ass therapist. Why would I get paid dirt when I could just have my own practice? Yeah, there's no incentive. And so it's not fair because then people who need access really bad to mental health services have to basically pick from a small list. But it's you can still. And also because of that, the the net. Yeah, the network is significantly smaller. So with no matter even though. You still get a pick from people and the list is already whittled down from the people of their own practice. It's like, oh, but only this select group of people in our little network. Yeah. Who uh, are usually like not taking on new clients. Yes. That to say, I don't want to scare you away. I think that you can still find amazing people who want to help. I just think that you have to be more cautious when you're going through your insurance because you can easily find someone like I've I've this is I'm on my third therapist and my first two where like my first one was nice but I could tell like it just really wasn't for me my second one was too nice Mm -hmm. and was just like you should take some magnesium oh and I'm like I this is not really (laughs) my journey but I appreciate it but it took me getting my third one who was like gay um uh grew up catholic has children to really feel like I vibed with and Mm -hmm. he was out of network and so I pay a nice out-of-network fee for every session. Yeah. And I don't think what I pay for therapy is 
in any way realistic for the average human. No. Um, <laughs> no. I realized that if I didn't do that, like, I would spiral. And I've been – it's almost going on a year anniversary because I think it was about, like, in May of last year, I was like, I am mentally falling apart. Mm-hmm. So I'm very glad I got into it. But long story short, yes, it's worth it. But please, 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 if you're going through your insurance – or even, even not, even if you're well off and you can pick whoever you want, it's still, like, dating – if it's not working for you, don't make it work mm-hmm. or don't try to make it work. They need to be challenging you and you need to be uncomfortable and they need to like call you out and you need to be able to just like spill your shit. Like I'm like, I've had all these awful thoughts. These are like my darkest things I'm thinking. See, I, I, what I need is I need a therapist before therapy. I need a therapist to learn how to talk to a therapist. <laughs> well, they should I'm be able to kidding. bring it out of you. I mean, yeah, but I feel like I'm just so deflective that I'm like, what am I even doing? Well, I mean, I guess if people don't know you, but also people who study psychology should be able to like. Yeah. Anyway, I need a new therapist. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not easy and it's daunting and anything with health insurance, finding a doctor of any kind. It feels like you ran a marathon. Oh, my God. It's they they make you work for it, even though I'm already paying four hundred dollars for my insurance. And then you work for it and you get there and you're like, I don't like you. Yeah. And then oh you're like, I might God. as well. It's going to take me months to even try again. When I when I was first looking for my for the first therapist, I had to I had to make, you know, you guys know I hate calling people. I had to make so many phone calls with so many different people. I had to take so many like assessments in order to even be qualified to go to therapy. <sighs> And I was like, I can tell you right now, I'm more than qualified. And they like make me take all these different questionnaires on the phone with some random person telling them my deepest, darkest thoughts. That's no. And I had to do that multiple times. That's not standard. That shouldn't be standard. I mean, like you have to do assessments for sure. Traumatizing. Oh my god. (laughs) I was like, why is this? Why is this giving me trauma? Who is this person on the other line? (laughs) Who? Here's the only thing I will say is with every therapist, I have had to fill out a questionnaire. Mm -hmm. So maybe with them, it's just like fill this out one and done. And then we'll just match you with someone that makes sense. Well, I mean, sure. But like not what happened. But yeah, that's not what happened. I didn't get matched with anyone. They didn't match me at all. They make you go through that. And then they don't even like. No, they were just like letting me know that I was okay. Yeah, you can be in therapy. And then I contacted one therapist, the one therapist in my network that I could find that said that she was she was taking on new clients. And she was like, hey, like, I'm not taking on any new clients. And I was like, oh, okay, well, it says that you were. And she was like, yeah, they haven't changed it. And she was like, I'll try to find you someone. She was really, really nice. And then she was like, I can't find anyone. I'll take you on. But this is you're my last one. And and then it ended up like we didn't really match that well anyway. So I was like, okay, well, Uh then I'm really shut of luck. It's that's all. And then like half the time, the people in that are listed are not even actually like still in your network. Like they change. Yeah, it's like it's not updated. There has to be a better system. There's got to be a better system. Canada. <laughs> How do you get through a meeting or interview when you have social anxiety? Um, this is what I do. I dissociate from my body completely. <laughs> and I watch the meeting on a TV like above. So like I'm not there. And that's how I deal with it. And it's what works for me. I have a, I'll have a panic attack afterwards about the fact that I wasn't there. But while I'm there, like... I'm on autopilot and I can like do it and I don't really know how. And that's what's scary. And that's Mm -hmm. why I spiral because I wasn't there. (laughs) Who was there? There There's someone else in my body controlling me. It's like inside out. I can like see your brain, the people in there like, you know, just shut her down. (laughs) Just shut her (laughs) down. Abort. (laughs) Abort. (laughs) 
<laughs> like like manual override, just like trying to like move your arms for you as you're like. I I don't do well yeah. with meetings of any sort or like I don't know social interactions with people I don't know anything high intensity. When I was having my Ulta meeting and I literally had to just introduce myself. That's All I had to do was introduce myself and talk about myself, which is like my worst fear. And I was visibly shaking. I was visibly quivering. Yeah. I hadn't left my body yet. But then I left and then I like <laughs> was panicking for other reasons. I wonder if that's a <laughs> universal thing because like the introduce yourself and tell us a fun fact or tell us about yourself. There is nothing I would rather not do. Like, is, actually, just thinking about it makes me anxious. I like I'm anxious <laughs> right now. <laughs> I can feel my skin crawling off like in job settings. I think that what, first of all, what you should know is that what you're feeling is normal. I mean, obviously, there are some people who are just like crazy and just can not care at all. What and is just be like, that yeah, like? This is my name. And this is what I do. <laughs> just so confident. I'm like, I think that they're smug because like they're just like, <laughs> how dare normal. you not how break down? <laughs> um, I think giving yourself one, knowing that everyone probably is nervous or anxious. Mm-hmm. Everyone is kind of in their head about their what they're saying or their answers. Because mm-hmm. I think f- like that common thread of, okay, this is just the human experience. I'm not actually crazy or just stupid or unqualified to be here. Mm-hmm. And also giving yourself permission to know that the less fun you have in really any interaction, at least in my experiences, the 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 worse you do. So it's almost better to just go in and like completely flub up everything you're saying or doing and just like have fun with it and show your personality instead of just like (laughs) saying all the right things and feeling like a robot. That's your that's good advice from you. For me, if I did that, I would be thinking about the interaction until the day I died. (laughs) I mean, I I I still replay interactions I've had that I could have like done better oh well yeah and I think about that like sometimes it's debilitating yeah no I agree <laughs> I agree actually it's so funny. I would rather just not say anything just a um <laughs> in the t- <laughs> in the text thread um because Re- like Remy with Remy and Alicia and you yeah when they asked us to like go to dinner yeah um just recently and I Remy said something and I <laughs> I made a really like I made a like a one a dumb like dad joke and then two there was a typo within the dad joke <laughs> and I'm not kidding you that's all I thought about for I like, don't even a know what you're talking hours. about I thought all these people are doing is thinking about how dumb I am and how unfunny I am um I said Remy said does anyone have any good allergies I should know about Food and, allergies yeah and I said no most of allergies aren't good She made a typo. Well, t- I mean, technically, but then I said, I was trying to say, like, no, most allergies aren't good. Because which she meant to say food allergies, right. she said good allergies. Which isn't even funny on my part. But th- <laughs> I said, no, most of allergies aren't good. <laughs> it's just like, shut up. It's <laughs> like, shut up. And that's all I was telling myself. It was like, you stupid. You're stupid. I didn't even fucking see it. I was so worried about telling her that I hated fish because I knew, I know that if I didn't say that, she was going to make us all fish. And I was, I was going to have to not eat it. I didn't want to do that. 
Um, you know what I I will I, I wrote this down and I'll I'll use this for um advice because I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race and um Andrew Garfield was mm-hmm. on there, who I love. And he was talking about how he has anxiety, like performing, and he said write it to hide it. Use your anxiety as your tailwind. And I think that's really because when you're anxious, you have a lot of energy. You feel like you're going to spiral and you're going to like crawl out of your skin. But it's really like a lot of adrenaline. And so if you use that to just like be even more personable and out there and yourself and just excited, like turn turn your anxiety into excitement and enthusiasm. That sounds like a skill that takes practice. When we're about to do interviews or shows. I'm anxious, but then I turn, like, I start pacing, and I start, like, talking a lot and getting really obnoxious and excited, but I just kind of use that to, like, that I think it just depends on the kind of anxiety that you have, because when I get anxiety, I just shut down. So there is no energy. It just, I'm off. Maybe you're so, maybe it's so much energy that you just shut down. So what if you take the energy and just become your best self? That is not how it works. (laughs) If that's how it works, then no one would have anxiety. (laughs) I'm questioning Andrew Garfield in this very moment. And no, it's no, it's such good. I guess it's more for for performing. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I guess it's more for performers. <laughs> um, I am a performer. Well, then ride it or ride it to hide it. Perf- I don't get performance anxiety. Yeah, you don't. That's what's really weird. <laughs> um. Okay. What's what your? In- oh. I always say it first. Okay. What's your intention this week, kebab? Um, oh, wait, no. Recommendations. Recommendations. What is your recommendation this week, Kebab? I just had it. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> You're just li- <laughs> You're no, lying. No, I was literally just thinking about like how excited I was to recommend this. I'm so sad. You want me to go? Yeah. So I recommend this week The Crown. I finally like started watching it. It took me a couple months to get through the first episode because I thought it was so boring. And I think the first like five to six episodes are really boring. But I was like, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to stick it out. And I did. And I'm midway through season two now. And mind you, this is the first time we're watching like a real show in a long time. So this is a big deal for me. And I'm fully having the best time. I love how it's like historical it's like historically accurate and they like sometimes will put like at the end of each episode they put up like real pictures of like this that happened but it's crazy just to see it like played out on screen and like how like dramatic and like interesting it Mm -hmm. all is and then to see like the real people and like these pictures doing like the real thing that they're talking about and you're like no way this can be real Mm -hmm. and then it is and i just think it's it's such an interesting show and I love shows like these where it's like historical yet like played out in like a series like Mm -hmm. the uh, Miss America Mrs. America that I I recommended like a few weeks ago it's like that same kind of like idea I love it so much so I recommend The Crown we started and it was like 15 minutes in and And I I mean I'm not kidding you it took me months to finish the first episode it was so boring so boring but now now I'm like, don't want to turn it off. Ugh, okay. <laughs> Did you? I could cry. <laughs> Come on. Um, okay, I think of something else. You know what I am going to recommend? And this might have been my recommendation. Yeah, it was. Um, I just, I, Katy Perry's new album, Smile, is a good album. 
And I get it. She's not with Dr. Luke anymore. I get it. She's not on her teenage dream era. But stop it. Stop sleeping you on her. Let Cameron stop ignoring you her so hard. It's just like she right now is like like has a new child and she cannot pay her rent. Caleb, you were literally just making fun of Cameron for this exact sentiment. Okay, I I kid, I kid. But this album deserves your attention. And I mean, it's got bops, it's got good melodies. It's Katy Perry. Her lead single was Smile the, from the Target commercial. That's a terrible song. It's a ter- and Daisy's is a terrible song. Daisy's is a wonderful what's song. What's the other what's the other one that she Take your going no will try to get me out. Turn <laughs> sticks and stones cuz I'm loving that I'm crazy. <laughs> She's screaming. She's screaming. Daisy! 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 She destroyed her throat, and no one even listened to it. I know. I love her. No, she's literally giving you everything she has. I'm. Oh, this is a side note. But when we were at that Korean. Music store. I was Dua like, Lipa is going live now with Elton John. That's all. <laughs> when I was at the Korean um, K-pop store with uh, Allison, and I was like, I was really mesmerized. I was like, this is really cool. And she was literally the whole time she was like, you're making fun of me. And I was like, no, like I genuinely think it's cool. And she was like, I can't tell if you're serious or not. <laughs> it's it's the fool's gold effect. It's the, yeah, they have no idea. Anyway, that's a good recommendation what's your intention for, for the week so i've been feeling this is my intention or for the last episode i think but i've just i've been really um i've been more tired than usual i've been more like fatigued i don't really know what's going on i just i need to get to bed earlier and i need to like really make time to rest because like i haven't really been feeling that hot not not anxiety not anything just like actual just <coughs> i'm tired <laughs> so I think that I just need, I need to make t- more time to rest. So I just need to chill. That's good. Hmm. I'm sleepy right now. <laughs> um, I think my intention is to. I was really proud of myself yesterday. I set the intention to wake up like around between like seven thirty and eight. Yeah, I saw you work out this morning. I was yeah. really impressed. I was like, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> I took the dogs out. I cleaned the house up a little bit. I self Did you start cooking this morning? I did a workout. Why did you get up so early? Because I just like, I'm I'm going to be like, I'm going to be working a lot this oh, month. yeah. And so I feel like I'm going to be stressed and I just want to get things done earlier in the day. So I have time to like. Getting just, stuff done in the morning is so nice. Yeah. And so I just, I would like to intend to keep my focus. Um. Uh, like eyes on the prize keep getting up early getting stuff done and i'm like i want to go to sleep but you're like, uh, i want to get up <laughs> uh going to bed earlier just i i started uh, really made the week off really well and i think if i can i have a berry scheduled for 7 45 a.m tomorrow uh, in west hollywood oh that's gonna be ambitious hard. that's Am- like rush hour <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> You're to leave at like seven, seven fifteen. It's very ambitious of me. All right, well, I don't know if I can do it, but I did it this morning, but not that early. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you should have thought about that. Oh my god, 
that seems intense. Well, the problem is that I can't work out after because I have to. If I work out before six p.m., it's like during work hours, and then it like Cameron's mad because uh, he's like, "Well, now I'm cooking dinner and cleaning the house and doing this, and you're over here like lifting weights, and I need to." It's it's just hard, and we also have two kids, so it's difficult to balance. Your life is so hard. <laughs> And this girl just randomly moved in with us. <laughs> and so we have her there. <sighs> Coffee. <laughs> Coffee. Coffee with. Mm-mm. Is it? Coffee with my ex. Deep. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? 